You are listening to the Grace Church Podcast. To learn more about grace, including our gathering times, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. Today's sermon comes from Pastor Chris Neal. My name is Chris Neal. Welcome back online. Glad you guys are here. Hey, you guys got up early. You're ready to go. 2023 is not slowing you down still. I love it. So let me be the first because we had our countdown already so everybody can go to bed at nine. Like a, like a good, sensible hashtag to bed at nine. Makes you feel fine in the morning. There's other rhymes I guess I could say. No, I'm glad you guys are here. And I'm humbled to get to be a part of, of everything that's going on here at Grace. And if you're a man in this house, we got Run Your Race starting on January 11th. And man, I'm really excited about it. And so I just pray that you'll just think about getting involved. Because I made a New Year's resolution over a decade ago that I was going to take my family to church 52 times in a row. Yeah, that's right. And then I was going to join a small group. And my, my life changed dramatically over that year. It really did. God opened so many doors. And so we are at that time of the year where we start to make plans and we start to reflect on the year that, that we've had and, and we start to make, uh, you know, plans for the new year. And for many of us, this has been a year of troubles and, and pain and, and grief or maybe hurt, loss. Maybe some people lied on you about you behind your back. Maybe you didn't get the job, maybe you didn't get the promotion, whatever it was. And on the flip side of that, some of you had a great year. And 2023 has been amazing. It's been wonderful. You had great success and, and, and answered prayers and you had joy and you got the job, you got the promotion, you got it. And you're celebrating. But for a lot of us, we, we like, I think, to get a fresh start. And for a lot of us, we like to turn the page, and because now we have 365 days of blank pages and new chapters to write. And I think everybody just likes a, a good fresh start. But before we can do all that, we got some unfinished business that we got to deal with. And that is we have to figure out who we're going to hold a grudge against in 2024. So when you have your grudge, you kind of get red and angry and you kind of get bent sideways and you're going to take this grudge to the bitter end no matter what it takes. we got to get ready to take all that into 2024. But before we talk about all that, I do want to tell you about what we're planning here at Grace. So our staff, we work hard on planning and, and evaluating what's happened over the past year and and we spend a lot of time thinking about what worked well and what didn't work well. And we evaluate events. And we evaluate how the church is doing as a whole and where we think the church is heading. And we evaluate these things that happen and whether or not they're good, whether or not they went well, if they need to be tweaked, if they ever need to happen again. We look for the discipleship, like discipleship needs in the church and where we think God is, is directing us. And, and we do all this through prayers, often the staff, we get on our knees and we pray for God to help us get wisdom and discernment, seeking God's will for this house and for us. We also listen to you guys. Well, most of you. But we have conversations with small group leaders all year long, with individuals all year long. We try our best not to make these decisions in a vacuum, but we really start thinking about the next year around October. We start thinking about all this stuff and 
we really look for the needs and just the opinions and the directions, and we try to make some intentional choices of things we're going to try in 2024. And all that sounds great and amazing and wonderful, doesn't it? All right, that's what I thought. I was really happy about it. Or we may just get together on Tuesday morning and throw a bunch of darts at some suggestions on the wall, and here we go. Let's just see what happens. No, we take this stuff very seriously. And so for 2024, we're going to work on uh, one of our core values here, Grace, of praising God. So we're going to try our best to work on praising God in the spring of 2024. Does anybody here happen to remember our core values? Yeah. There were some good mumbles there. Many of you bought shirts. We sold like 500 of these shirts. They're on the back. They turn around and wear it backwards. That was our goal in 2023, was to figure out how to help everybody remember our core values and then live these core values out. So it's knowing, growing, giving, serving, and praising. And we're going to work on our core value of praising God in spring of 2024. Because we want to worship God with all that we are as a church. Hashtag worship God. And we want to worship God with all that we are as individuals. We want to praise God for who he is and, and what he's done and, and what he's going to do in 2024. And we really believe like this is an area where we're ready to see some growth in this house and in individuals of people just letting go. Maybe they'll think they're at a Razorback game. Who knows what could happen? And they start praising God. But there is one thing we need to do. We got to make sure we got to get our grudge list ready to go because we don't want to forget that. We want to take all that into 2024 as well, don't we? Actually, the Bible says we should do this. In Matthew 5, 23 through 24, this is Jesus giving us a little message about forgiveness. He says, therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar and there you remember that your brother has something against you, Leave that offering there before the altar and go. Go find that brother or sister. And be reconciled. And then come present your offering. So in this passage, Jesus, he's, he's like teaching to a large group of people. I don't know if you ever watched The Chosen. And Jesus was kind of nervous about his big sermon on the mount and all this stuff. I thought it was kind of neat that Jesus had these same emotions that we have and and, but he's getting ready for this big message, and he's teaching them on, on, on the importance of forgiveness in the kingdom of God. And he teaches here how, how we should be people who forgive the people around us. And this is meaningful because in those days, the people would bring a gift to the altar. And so if you had something against someone, you'd leave that gift and you'd go. And that was their sacrifice of praise. This was an intimate act of praise where they were like believing God for his goodness and his, and his greatness and his mercy and his forgiveness. His power, and they would leave that and then come back after they had sought forgiveness. And then later on in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is talking in Matthew 6, 14 through 15. And again, he's speaking about forgiveness. He says, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive you your sins. And so I think a heavy message, heavy passage, but I think it shows us that Jesus really cares about our willingness to forgive others. 
when we worship God, we, we worship him because we're forgiven. And we believe that, hopefully. And we worship God because, because he has paid for our sins through Jesus, through faith in Jesus. And we worship God because we're trying to deal with the problems and the sin and everything in our life. We're trying to give them to God as a sacrifice of praise. We believe he deserves this. And all that means that we got to try our best to be willing to forgive those who hurt us. We must be willing to forgive to the measure that we have been forgiven. God says, you want to worship me? Forgive them. And the connection here is really powerful because Jesus says we must try our best to forgive those people who have offended us. These groups of people who make us upset. And so the bottom line, hashtag bottom line for this today is this. Living a life of forgiveness is the key to being able to praise God authentically. With all that we are and all that we have. And so all of you know what that means before we're ready to move into 2024. We got to start to work on forgiveness today. But what, is, what, what kind of forgiveness is Jesus talking about? And how do we get there? And how do we practice that? Those are good questions. So first, let's talk about what forgiveness is not. Do any of you have a preteen at home? Hmm? Have, you ever, have any of you ever been a preteen? Maybe that'll help get everybody involved here. Do any of you older people remember being a preteen? <laughs> Hashtag funny joke. So... But are preteens known for their amazing ability to get that forgiveness? I'm at, I'm at youth every Wednesday night. No, they're not. not. Nothing, if anything, is ever their fault. So why would they need forgiveness? Right? And they say, oh, sorry, eye roll, hair flip. I used to have some beautiful hair. <laughs> but they do. They say, sorry. And they just walk off, huff. And no, that's not how we say we're sorry. I have a preteen. I've seen this all Christmas break, so I'm pretty good at it by now. But letting go of a grudge and seeking, like seriously seeking forgiveness, it isn't something that you just mumble, sorry, even though you're stupid. Right? Forgiveness is a heart action. Forgiveness is actually a great act of faith. Listen to Luke 17, 3 through 5. He says, be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. Tell him he did something wrong. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, but he returns to you and says, man, I'm sorry. I repent. You shall forgive him. And I love this part. It says, the apostles said to Jesus, to the Lord, increase our faith. Because this seems impossible. This is Jesus, and he's talking to them and his disciples, and they're like most of us here, like, what, we got to forgive somebody seven times in one day? I have a hard time forgiving somebody one time in a day, let alone seven. In another place, in Matthew 18, it says, they're like, they're struggling with this. Jesus, we really got to forgive somebody seven times in one day? And Jesus says, even more, try 77 times in one day. They're like, What? But what Jesus is doing here is he's widening the net of forgiveness. Like He's widening the net of how we should be challenged to forgive the people around us for all the things they do against us that we think they deserve to be punished for. 
And forgiveness isn't just reserved for like these major breaches in a relationship and these major things that happen in our life. Like forgiveness should be practiced every day, all day. We should try to practice forgiveness so often and so freely that when somebody does offend us, we're relatively unaffected in the relationship because we practice forgiving every day, all day. And trust me, I, I can feel the frustration in this message. I've been dealing with it all week. When I say these words out loud to you, like I can feel the frustration inside of me. So welcome to the New Year's Eve Forgiveness Club where we all go to bed at nine. But Jesus, he's asking us to have like reconciliation with the people around us who offend us. Jesus is asking us to refuse to hold grudges because we practice forgiveness all day, every day. And the disciples, they're like, what? This is blowing their mind. And they weren't sure they had the capacity unless Jesus actually increased their faith. It felt impossible for them to practice this level of forgiveness. And so if you're here today and you're struggling already with this message and you don't feel you have the capacity to practice this level of forgiveness, you're in good company. Luke 17, 6. So this is Jesus and he's talking to the disciples and they're talking about all the stuff that they need to increase their faith for. And Jesus picks up the story and Jesus says this. Jesus says, you just had the faith the size of a mustard seed. You could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Jesus is like, hold on. Like, you don't need a huge amount of faith to get rid of all these grudges and, and all this bitterness that we carry around every day towards other people. It just takes a mustard seed of the right kind of faith. And so for those of us that accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and then we realize like how much we've been forgiven, when I realize how much I have been forgiven of, yeah, forgiveness like that changes me. It should help me see how much I should try and forgive others. And there's the mustard seed of faith that we should share with other people around us. Matthew 6, 9 through 15, Jesus even talks about this when he teaches his disciples how to pray. He goes into this teaching again, this topic of forgiveness. And Jesus tells us to pray this way. He says, Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. That's not where it stops, is it? And he says, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For if you forgive other people for their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your offenses. Yeah, it's deep. But Jesus is challenging us to practice of letting go of the grudges and living out like forgiving as an expression of our faith. This is a tough one. 
But if we believe that God is good and, and we believe that God has forgiven our sins, and if we really believe that God has forgiven all the ways that we have offended His holiness, then we should have a mustard seed of faith of forgiveness to give to somebody else. We must work as best we can as forgiving the people around us. And this is one of the ways we make his kingdom known here on earth. And we talked about this during the Christmas series. So if we've accepted Jesus and he's in our heart and we're walking around with Jesus in our heart and everything, but we're mad and we're bitter and we're angry all the time, then we are not accurate representations of the gift that we have received. If we want to accept the gift of forgiveness then we have to be willing to at least try our best to forgive those around us every single day. 77 times a day. And so God's forgiveness doesn't just flow to us and stop. God's forgiveness, it flows to us, and then it should flow through us, and then it should flow out of us to the people around us. That's how it should work. It's this mercy that I have never deserved. And God says, here you go. I've, you're forgiven, Chris. It's this grace. It's this undeserved favor that God has given all of us that believe in Jesus. Forgiveness works both ways. We got to receive it, and then we got to start giving it. Hopefully everybody here has received it. It's time to start giving it. And Jesus is clear that we got to try our best to seek forgiveness whenever possible. I know this is hard. But to me, this is one of the teachings that I think I kind of understand really from Jesus. Like, I get what he's trying to do here. I get how he's widening the net and challenging us all to forgive. And I want people in my life to do this. I want my wife to practice this, forgiving me. I want the people that I offend while I'm driving and doing all this. Other, I want them to forgive me. But it's kind of hard and difficult for me to apply this teaching to my life sometimes. And I think that's where a lot of you are at. Because it can feel way easier to hold a grudge. And kind of fun sometimes, really. You talk bad about people. And you actually think, you know, about forgiving them. You're like, no, no, no. And you're holding these grudges. And the bitterness grows. And, and you shut those people out of your life. Or do you do this? I mean, you do this. You probably don't, but... So we start plotting and we start thinking about the things that we're going to do and that we're going to say the next time we see that person. These people over here, they don't do it. But over here, like we start thinking and we start plotting. Am I the only one? What's going on around here? Next time I see that person, I got some gold for you. Sometimes we even think the worst about that person when we hold these grudges. And they deserve what they're going to get. And it can be easy and it can be fun. It can be kind of comfortable to live in unforgiveness. And for some of you, you feel like justified to live in this unforgiveness because someone you love hurt you deeply. Someone who was supposed to protect you and keep you safe. They harmed you and caused you trauma. And you should never have had to endure that. Or maybe you tried to forgive this person, but they just keep betraying you and betraying you and betraying you. And you're just tired of giving them chances. 
And I want you to hear me on this because this message is not about overlooking abuse. Like if you're in, in serious trauma or abuse or whatever, man, we would love to talk with you online or here. Like reach out. We want to help you. This is not about overlooking serious abuse. And sometimes, like it's impossible to forget. And forgiveness doesn't always mean that that you have to let this person back into your life. And forgiveness doesn't always mean that you got to let this person just keep walking all over you. There are some like times when it's incredibly difficult and incredibly hard to like you got to work on figuring out how to forgive these people. You may need to go like some counseling. And that's why Jesus says try 77 times a day. Work on how to figure out how to forgive the person in your life that is separating you from praising God freely. And man, if we could forget, and sometimes over time we kind of forget, wouldn't it be easy to forgive if we could forget what somebody had done to us or how they had wronged us? But what if we forgave them while still remembering? There's something truly divine in that. And that's something that only God can do. But too often, I think we see ourselves as Judge Judy. Anybody ever watch that show? Right? And we're the judge and the jury and everything. And we say, you're guilty. Now get out of my courtroom, you losers. But when we choose to live like that, you know what we're actually doing? We're hurting ourselves. You know what we're actually doing? We're drinking poison and waiting for somebody else to get sick. Like we're damaging our witness to a gracious God. We're silencing our praise. And we're settling for less than what God has for you in 2024. So God, he wants us reconciled to him first. And then he wants us reconciled to the people around us. Where we're kind of in this restored harmony as best we can with the people that are around. And this, this is countercultural, isn't it? How many of you watch Fox News? It's all over there, isn't it? Where everybody's forgiving everybody. Whatever the other news is. No. It's not. This is super countercultural to the world we live in. And that's why I think Jesus is challenging us to start to learn to live out this life of forgiveness. Jesus wants us to believe that his grace is sufficient. Jesus wants us to believe that he can take care of it, everything. We just give it to him over time. And remember, like, Jesus is teaching and Luke writes about it. And the disciples, they're struggling with this. Probably like a lot of us are struggling with this this morning. Like this is some friction. And they're like, whoa, God, I don't know, Jesus, please. You just got to increase our faith, Jesus. And Jesus said, no, you just need a mustard seed of the right kind of faith to put this in practice. And so maybe here online, like your marriage is struggling. And I just want to ask you, remember, you're forgiven do you have a mustard seed of faith? Maybe you're struggling with a relationship with your mom or your dad or like a sibling or something. Maybe you have a friend and they really hurt you. They stabbed you in the back or a coworker talked bad about you. They lied on you. They posted stuff on social media. Maybe there's a whole group of people and they kind of alienated you or a couple of them talked bad about you. And now because of that little group of people, you hate an entire groups of people and political parties. Maybe it's time just to listen, to try your best just to listen, to let those people speak. 
Maybe it was the church that hurt you. Do you have a mustard seed of faith? Can you remember the faith as God has given you? Do you believe that God's grace is enough? Do you have enough faith to trust Jesus with any and everything that's going on? That we can let go of the grudges and get out of this prison of guilt and shame. Here's another cool thing. Like a mustard seed of faith that gives us an opportunity to see healing and redemption where everybody else in the world only sees offense. So by faith, when I forgive somebody for something they did to me, I'm offering them the grace that God has offered me. And that's why I think God challenges us like 77 times a day. Come on, forgive this person. Maybe you should try your best to see this person in a new light. And you're like playing God, please, God, please let me just see this person as something pure, something holy, something redeeming in this person. God, let me see something mediocre, God, come on. But how much freedom do you want in 2024? How much freedom do you want to be able to praise God freely without separation from him or his people? It's time to let go of the grudges. It's time to forgive. And even Jesus, man, Jesus taught this. He lived it out and he went to the cross and, and died forgiving. So Jesus is on the cross, Luke 23, 34. And it says this, it says, but Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. So in this moment, Jesus is being crucified and he's in great pain and he's in great pain from people he loves, that he loves deeply. And in this moment, Jesus shows incredible faith because, yes, he's fully God, but he's also fully man. And he has the same emotions and the same feelings that we're kind of having now as we want to push back against this message of forgiveness. And he trusted that God's grace was enough and he trusted that God's grace was sufficient. And he chose to pray for the people that were crucifying him. So it's the perfect, sinless son of God chose to pray for you and for me that we would be forgiven that we could live free so you're free from sin and death if you believe as Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior don't let unforgiveness keep you in a prison any longer as well don't let unforgiveness keep you from praising God with all that you have so we're about to have one last song for 2023. One last time for us to worship together. And I want to challenge you to think about what you're going to bring in the 2024. Is it hurt and pain that you're just going to remember? Is it this grudge that you're not going to let go? Is it bitterness and anger and forgiveness? Who's God challenging you to seek reconciliation with? God has forgiven us. And now it's our job to go and forgive other people. So during this last song, I'll be over here. If anybody wants to pray, the altars are open. But, and online, if you want to pray, you just type it in the chat. We'd love the opportunity to pray with you. If you want to praise Jesus freely and God freely in 2024, the work of forgiveness starts today. And I know this was a tough message. I just want to do the fun, happy messages on New Year's Eve. Right? But also know I want to be free. And I know there's some of you here that want to be free. 
and I'm still working. I, I struggle with this. I have a dad who abandoned me. And I'm still working on forgiving him. But I know I can't keep holding that poison in my heart any longer. So let's be a people who forgive in 2023. Amen? If you are encouraged by today's message, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. And again, thanks for listening to the Grace Church Podcast.